from RTE News, welcome to Core Values. I'm Carla O'Brien, and after a year that has changed how we live, this is the show that takes a look at what we really value. I'll speak to people in Irish public life about what parts of their lives are now most important. Time. I think I've gained time now. Gillian would say uh, I'm working harder than ever, but to me it feels like I'm here more. I've gained time. My guest today is 12-time champion jockey Ruby Walsh. After a racing career that spanned three decades, Ruby retired in May 2019. He lives in Kildare with his wife Gillian and their four daughters. Ruby, how am I finding you today? You're finding me in great form, thank God. Uh, I think a lot of people really are with the with the vaccination rollout and I think it's lifted everybody's spirits and, and rightly so. And what do you value today? Now this can be as small or as big as you want. That could be your lack of traffic this morning, your first cup of coffee, small or as big. What do you value today? What do I value today? Uh, I, I guess I value a lot of what I learned through the lockdown. I I. I value that I'm involved in sport which was a luxury in the in the lockdown really because sport got to continue and lots of other things didn't and uh, I know what racing is is my ultimate background but even working on, on game on for 2FM to be able to work and have a job throughout the lockdown um, made me realise the value of being involved in sport and I think I was lucky to be involved in it really. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it certainly gave as many people as possible a lift during such a hard time. Um, those little windows of sport that we could see were really kind of markers for what was ahead. Yeah, it, it was. And look, I, I, I don't know, maybe I kind of felt when government were making decisions that they were giving sport a soft touch by saying it would be entertainment for everybody. But th- that's what it proved. It gave people something to, to watch or something to look forward to. And something to talk about as well and that was I think one of the lessons in the in the early original lockdown last March April that after a while it other than talking about COVID people had very few things to talk about because there's so little happening so I think sport generally did give us something to 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 look forward to. What is your most valued possession now this can be it can be fun frivolous it can be inanimate anything goes what's your most valued possession? I think we're using it right now, Carla. I value my internet connection more than ever I ever did. And I'm very lucky to... I live in rural Kildare, but fibre broadband went past my gate and I was lucky enough to get a connection to it. And I never thought as a jockey all through my adult life that I would value the internet quite as much as I do now. But having such good, such a good network connection has enabled me to just live my life pretty much as normal and uh, that's what I value. I hope it never goes down. It'll mean I have to go and move again but it, this is what I value now. What part of your life has lost value? It's now worth a lot less to you given the experience of the past year and a half. I don't know if much of my life has lost value but I think what I've realised is that I don't miss commuting. And to have that gone out of my life has given me probably more time at home. Now, also working at home is probably a double-edged sword. You're never out of the place, so you're never away from people that you re-engage in a conversation. It's always in and out. But for me personally, definitely not having to commute, therefore being at home, 
is probably the answer to the question. And where would you have been commuting to? I to RT a couple of days a week and to the UK, to London, just to do various TV programmes, uh, studio recording stuff. Uh, when I was riding, I did a lot of commuting, but obviously that's in the past. But I would have commuted a lot. London once a week to, to work, and it can all be done via screens and monitors from home. So I think that uh, not having to do that is probably what I value not having to do it. It's a strange way of trying to put something, but I think being able to stay at home and do those things, what's that created? Probably more time. So I value my time a bit more, maybe. Is there any part of that that you miss, all that travelling? Funnily, I don't. I'm, I don't miss any of it. I don't miss being stuck in traffic. I, I don't miss red-eye flights. I don't miss queuing and uh, in security lines at the airport. I don't miss trying to buy my tube ticket for the fourth time pressing the wrong button on a tube and it, you can see the tube pulling out mm-hmm. and you haven't quite bought the ticket. I don't miss any of that. Definitely not. You find it stressful? Probably did find it stressful. And maybe you, I was only stressful against myself, maybe making deadlines as tight as possible to try and minimise the time you were gone. Um, I, I was probably always careful going somewhere that I allowed enough enough time but I would always cut it as tight as possible on the way back and therefore I was probably always rushing and I don't think I could ever change that part of myself so not having to go has probably changed it for me You don't think you could change that? Do you no. need a deadline? I don't know if I yeah I do <laughs> I was going to tell you later I do need a deadline with everything be it writing an article uh, whatever I have to do I do need a deadline or else I just keep pushing it on the long finger and I suppose did that kick in for you in your sporting life and that did you need a big event coming up to really knuckle down? I don't know. Probably always needed goals or always needed targets, more so than goals. Targets would be the thing. We'd have been finished in Punchestown. You would have been riding in France for Willie and you'd be looking forward to the end of May to a holiday. But automatically your focus then after a fortnight would, would hone in on Galway at the end of July and then you'd be looking at Listowel in September. Yeah, I was always target driven, so probably breaking that cycle was... Uh, and I didn't break it when I stopped riding. I was still looking forward to those things and making them all targets. So I think the lockdown definitely broke that cycle. Although but, I still haven't figured out not to have a ta- how not to have a target. <laughs> well, I suppose, I mean, and, and why should you figure out how not to have a target? Maybe that, you know, that's the way that you have been so successful is to, to be goal-orientated. Yeah, but does it mean you're always looking forward and never in the moment? Probably does. Do you miss it? No, I don't actually miss it. I don't miss riding, but if I could just break that cycle of having to have something to look forward to, if I could just learn to live more in the now, I'd be definitely a better person. Um, Tell us, how have you been feeling? Do you think um, like the pandemic came at a good time for you in terms of, you know, you'd finished up uh, competitive racing or how did that land for you? It, it did. I must say, look, uh, I suppose this is um, probably, I don't know the right way of saying this, but I, I did enjoy the lockdown last March, April, May. The good weather, the complete lockdown where nobody could go anywhere and there was no expectation on people to work or, or to be moving. Uh, I did enjoy that, that break, complete break. Uh, now, after a while, like everybody else, I was ready to go again and I was fortunate that my work did continue. Uh, but I, I, I did enjoy last March, April, May. And I was lucky COVID didn't 
come in my door. So I was one of the lucky people, I suppose. But and maybe because of that, I have a different experience of of the whole lockdown. But I, I did enjoy that. What what particular part you've mentioned that kind of slowdown of I suppose the very very early stages. What for you was the was the best thing that that kind of made us all do? I think the phone stopped ringing. I think we all stopped being in a hurry. We all stopped worrying what we were missing out on because there's nothing to miss out on. Nobody had FOMO and we just all lived the life. I, again, I don't want to sound Carla uh, rude or, or, or belittling either. I'm lucky to live in a rural setting where I had space and we have land and, and it was probably much easier for, for me in the environment I was in than it was for a whole lot of people but um, I was lucky to have that and we made the most of it. The weather probably added to that too, Carla. To be outside, definitely the, the pace of life slowed right down and I don't think that did too many of us harm. What aspect of your life has retained its value? So it's held its value despite the experience of the last year and a half? I suppose what retained its value was because I work in sport, I was lucky. I didn't work in hospitality I didn't work in a in a in a sector that closed down, so I guess my income streams retained their value because sport continued, and I was in a very fortunate position because of that. Um, I think a lot of my life is probably not a deep enough answer for the question you're asking, but a lot of my life retained its value because of the environment I was in. No, that's real. Like that is, and it is the kind of nuts and bolts of our life that we have to think about how to put food on the table and how to keep a roof over your head. Exactly. I mean, and I'm no different than anybody else. You have commitments, you have repayments to meet, you have bills to pay. And I know we were all given different chances by different institutions how to deal with those things. But I was in a fortunate position where my work retained its value and I was able to keep tipping along and keep my head above water. And I think I'm I am grateful for that. Did you have to get? Um, I'm looking at you now on FaceTime, and you're in a. It looks like a state of the art studio. Did you have to get kitted out much? <laughs> no, it's not a state of the art studio. It's just my office. Um, but our office here at home. It's my office now. But yeah, I did, and I bought different bits of pieces. I have enough of microphones here. I'd say to run RTE <laughs> and different sets of headphones, trying to figure out which ones would work. Then trying to get them to sync with an iPad or sync with the computer, and you know, from having a very uh, very, very poor understanding of computer skills. I have self-taught myself how to deal with lots of issues, technical issues. It is amazing how quickly you can learn something when you really have to, isn't it? That's the thing, when you have to, when you can't just Google the answer or get someone to call out and fix it, when you actually have to sit down and read down through the instructions and follow it and actually do it yourself. It can be done if you take the time to read the instructions. What part of your life has gained in value? What part of my life? I think time. I think I've gained time. Now, arguably, Gillian would say I'm working harder than ever, so maybe it hasn't. But to me, it feels like I'm here more. I've gained time uh, by not having to move as much. I was, I, I guess, part of the bubble that allowed me to go to Cheltenham and to Aintree. But other than that, I would have usually have been out of the country at least once a week. So I think I've gained time. And even by being able to do game on from home, that's two hours, 
commuting that I've gained. I've gained time. I just think I've gained time and um, I'd love to gain some more. I could do a game and some gaining some more even. Well, there you go. I mean, did you always have an appreciation for how precious time is? No, definitely not. I was always in a hurry and always looking forward. And maybe that comes with parenthood or getting the wrong side of 40. I'm not sure, but I definitely have a bigger appreciation of time. You're asking all these questions. What What do you think? What's, what, 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 have you, what do you appreciate more now? Um, for me, um, us, like as a family, like it sounds so cliche, but it's, it's doing stuff together, the four of us. Be normal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How have you normal. found that part? Uh, tough in that um, I never considered myself famous but with contracts I have now as in RTE as in ITV things like that I feel now I have to be way more responsible of what I do because I'm way more answerable to other people I was self-employed most of my life and all of a sudden I'm employed and now I could get sacked and I feel I have to be really responsible for every contract I have and how I conduct myself so maybe it's put pressure on but I don't think it's put pressure on in a bad sense because it's definitely made me behave, I suppose, and be aware of, 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 of my actions. Yeah, I mean, with social media, whenever you were in the in the real heart and heat of all of your racing career, was social media as big a deal as it is now? It was. It was starting. And uh, I didn't... Maybe I was slow to the party. It didn't ever float my boat. I, I never felt the need to tell people what I was having for breakfast, where I was going for lunch, why I didn't have dinner, uh, what I was what, whether I was watching East Enders or Coronation Street. I never felt anybody else. I couldn't care what somebody else had for breakfast, so why did they want to know what I had? Um, so I didn't really engage, and then I never felt the need. If I wanted to, to, to talk to someone, I would ring a friend, or I would talk to Gillian and have a conversation. I never felt the need to have a chat down a down an app with people I didn't know so I didn't engage in social media but I felt the brunt of social media I got more than my fair share of abuse and that probably made me completely disengage with it because what I was seeing on social media was only what was being said in pubs and betting shops anyway only I was never in the pub I was never in the betting shop so I couldn't hear it so why did I want to be looking at it and um, so social media has just doesn't doesn't do anything for me and I think eventually Certain platforms are brilliant and people love them, but I think other platforms will run their course because everybody will eventually come around to thinking, do I really need to be reading this? Eventually. It, I mean, it really comes back to what you're saying about time because when you value time, surely the scrolling and constantly updating or seeing other people's lives, what you're just saying, isn't so valuable. I don't think so, but that's again is my opinion. I, I I love what's happening here in my house. There's Gillian and my four girls, and I prefer to watch what's happening here. Now I, and I am as addicted to my phone as the next person, and I'm. But it's not social media. It's news. It's up sporting updates. It's answering emails. Now maybe I need to learn to stop working at a certain time and disengage from the office because with your phone, your tablet, you bring work with you all the time, but. At least I'm looking at something that might be productive rather than something that's just idle gossip. 
So what are you feeling hardcore about at the moment? Is there anything that you've kind of grown more passionate about given the experience of the last year? I don't know something I've become more passionate about. Lessons, I suppose I, I, I'm trying to make a conscious effort to be more, as I said, in the moment, in the time. And that means being at home and, and being involved at home. How successful I'm being is probably debatable. But I have it in my head and I will continue and endeavour to succeed. I don't think I've become more hardcore. I wasn't ever blasé about my health, but I was always fit, so I never really worried about my health. So I, I just think I haven't become more hardcore about anything. I, I, other than trying to be more in, in, in the moment, I think it's the only thing I'm trying to progress on. Just when you're talking about your health there, are you, are you more aware of your own health at the moment? No, I, I don't think I was. Um, I had a splenectomy, so I was always in the, whatever category was, uh, not an endangered species. I was always, uh, <laughs> I was always susceptible, I suppose, to COVID. But no, but definitely, if anything, I would say a lot of the guidelines have made us all more hygienic and that can't be a bad thing. Is there anything that is raising your core temperature? So what's anything making you angry? that can yeah. be specifically related to the last year or kind of more general? I think it's general, but it's definitely related to the last year. I'm a can-do person, not a you can't. I want answers. I When I'm looking for something, I want someone to tell me how I can do something. I don't want them telling me that can't be done. There's a way of doing everything. So I'm a can-do person and I, I just think there's ways and means to do everything. So I think if people think about it or creative enough about it um, I'm a can-do person which probably means I'm not into safe or lazy people and that does get my goat What about what about it specifically gets your goat? Go on Just anybody that the first thing they say is that can't be done I just think that's not the answer <laughs> everything can be done it's just if you're willing to find a way of doing it and I don't like people that aren't willing to try things. Do you think does that come back to the the way that you've grown up, Ruby, and the racing, the competition, the the work ethic that you have? Probably was, but even 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 if it is, Carla, it, it's maybe it's been self-employed. That's wrong too, because lots of I'm not self-employed any, anymore, and I still have the same attitude. But I just always was always trying to please and therefore you become a can-do person. I never liked disappointing people. So you find a way to get it done. And that's probably just my personality. Maybe it is. Uh, maybe that's why I try to juggle too too much. And maybe that's why I can't stop working at five o'clock. It's because I am a can-do person. But um, there has to be a happy medium somewhere if I can find it. But I just think like the sectors are opening up again and you know, there's employment there again. But even I was talking to different people in hospitality already and they're struggling to get employment. To sh employees, they shouldn't be. People sh are able to get up and go. Get up and go. Let's move. It's can do, not what you can't do. You were saying there you you, you were always a, a pleaser. You wanted to please. Who did who did you want to please? Family, I suppose. Um, yeah, family. And then employers. And then friends. Um yeah, it was, you were always trying to accommodate everybody, I suppose. Now, that wouldn't be a common conception of me. People would say I'm completely the opposite. But um, 
I think for those that would know me would say, yeah, you're always trying to, to be as accommodating as you can and maybe in, I need to learn to say no a bit more. And maybe that's why the lockdown suited me because you just couldn't do anything. Maybe it's all come in one big fine circle here. Yeah, I mean, there is that kind of freedom, isn't there? That like for people who can't say no, like I'd be a bit like that too, you know, you, you, it wasn't the same as in like it was that kind of a bit of a, a freedom, of liberation that it was a kind of a no for everyone. Yeah, it, it was. And you didn't have to say it, so you didn't feel guilty about it. <laughs> and uh, maybe that's what suited me. Maybe you've just answered all my questions here in, in one statement, Carla. <laughs> There was something I was struck by recently when I heard you say you were talking about looking back at some of your racing and how I suppose how easy it is for jockeys at the moment to look back at their races the minute they come out of the come out of the field or whatever. Um, and you had said that you always looked back on what you did because you said just because you won the race doesn't mean you did it right. Was that need and drive to do things right always in you? Yeah, it probably was. Um, it, it probably was because no matter what what you do, um, what you achieve, or what goes right or goes wrong in your life, however great people think you are or bad they think you are, it's when you're brushing your teeth at night and you're looking yourself in the eye in the mirror. It's what you think of yourself that really counts. And I always wanted to look myself in the mirror and look in my own eye and say, yeah. You did as good as you could today. And did that mean I went to sleep a happier person? Probably did. But I think you can look yourself in the eye and be proud of what you've done. It does make you feel a bit better. Wow, I love that. Absolutely love it. Okay, so your MVP. Who is your most valuable player or players? Oh, sure, it's without doubt my wife. What did I say? Behind every... Doesn't matter. I don't even say behind every good man, behind any kind of a man, there's a good woman, and um, it's definitely Gillian. Like it's, it's, I my life is probably pretty similar to most people's, but um, I'm the lucky one in this relationship. I have jobs and I go to work, albeit it's only into my office. And I think, being a parent of four kids, I have started to realise that being a mother is a full-time job that nobody ever gets thanked for or get paid for and it's it's just it is a <laughs> it is a vocation there's no doubt about that and yeah Gillian is here she's definitely my most valuable person do you think there is that um what do you think the difference is though when you're saying like being a mother is a full-time job what do you mean like compared to a dad yeah Definitely, because no matter what happens here, if they fall off the kitchen chair, if someone says boo to them in school, if uh, no matter what goes wrong, children will come looking for their mother. I could be here, but they'll ask me where mommy is. Um, and, you know, all right, if mommy's not around, daddy does, but the first part of call is mommy. I, I don't ask me why, but that's the way I, That's the way it is here anyway. And, um it is, and I, I maybe is that male, female? Is does Jillian probably feel more responsible than I do? I think she probably does. Um, you know, I think they're smiling, they're happy. She probably knows looking in their eyes whether they are or not. And just given the experience you've had over the last year, I mean, have you and Jillian become closer? Have you learned more about each other? 
Um, I don't know about that, but I would say the whole lockdown has probably pushed the kids closer to us, and I don't necessarily know is that in a, in a good way. Um, you know, we, I don't know are they are they not as independent, but definitely they've got very used to people being here all the time, and you know, is separation again now going to become an issue again in the future? I, I don't know, but um, yeah, I guess we're pretty lucky in that ours is a happy house, and hopefully that makes it a good place to live. Yeah, absolutely. So our last question, it's a big one. Ruby Walsh, what is your core value? Um, my core value is, is, I was going to say, honesty is not the right word. There's different slayings, sayings, like even the, the, the one for, 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 for female sports people in seeing is believing. But, my core value is honesty probably is the word just just try your best it's not honesty it's, it's try your best and if you try your best every day and I think like I said a minute ago if you can look yourself in the eye going to bed at night and say today was a good day yeah I, I think that's my core value give every day a good day make every day your best shot have you always had that strive to do your best every day? Is that your earliest memory or do you remember a particular time in your life when you said, actually, I'm going to change my viewpoint here and I'm going to... No, I don't. And I, I guess as I've got older and people have asked questions and you're trying to put what you do or what you feel or believe into words that I've had to think about how to, destri- how to describe it. And um, I think a lot of the questions you've asked me today would be a very deep conversation for me. And I even trying to verbalize what I believe or feel is often not very easy. And I've always, even a simple thing, like I'm sitting here on a game on to do this evening. I've pages of GAA notes and soccer notes that I know are not going to be used on the show. But I want to have all the information for fear any one of our guests asks a question. I hate being underprepared. And is anyone going to notice the majority of the work I've done? No. But I feel better for having it done. So what does that make me? Uh, it's not a perfectionist. Am I overly... Again, I can't verbalise what I'm trying to say to you, but I, I, I... Yeah, I just think if I do my best and then it doesn't go right, so be it. But if I'm half prepared and it goes wrong, it's my fault. So that's why I try and give everything my best. I suppose it comes back to that real integrity you must have, like that integrity in your own self to know uh, somebody's asked me to do a job here and I'm going to do that job to the best of my ability. That's it. So you got the word that I couldn't figure out, which was integrity. <laughs> There's different words that are trotted about, like, and I suppose as a jockey you're always striving to perfection but no one ever knew what perfection was because perfection never existed so it's a word in the dictionary that nobody can ever attain so uh, I think trying your best and, and integrity about what you do and, and giving it your best well that's all anybody can ask of you that's brilliant I love that thanks um, how do you feel? Um, you okay with all that? I'm sweating here <laughs> <laughs> 
A huge thank you to Ruby for sharing his core values and thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe, rate and review. Thank you.